This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and joining me today, Nick Campton. Hello. Back at it again. I'll never stop. They'll never, they'll never shut down the signal. They won't. And to talk all things Canterbury Banks and Bulldogs, Channel 9 Rugby League producer, Neil Desmond. Hello. Hello, boys. How are we? I'm all right. How are you? Very good, mate. Very good. It's right stuck into the preseason. So we've seen them all. We've seen all the boys. It's like the like the mounting yard at Randwick, mate. We've seen them all go around and look them up and down. If I'm looking lucky enough, I have a little touch here and there to see he's holding firm. And mate, they're looking good. All all 200 or so players we've seen in preseason. So we're ready to go. So None want... better than the than the starting 13 of the doggies, mate. Of yeah. those of those firm touches that you had. Which was the firmest? James Fisher Harris. Well, no hesitation. Like, no hesitation. List, he's, like, yeah, he's oh Jason Tamalolo is pretty, pretty good. Firm. Justin Olam built like granite. There's a few actually. I don't want to talk about my <laughs> all my endeavors, mate. That's, that's <laughs> not what this chat's about. It's not mm. never ever ever, you know. But if it was, and I said never have I ever felt James Fisher Harris's firm firm thigh, you would have to drink. And gladly. <laughs> All right. So let's get on to the Bulldogs. They are a team that's getting a lot of preseason hype. They are most people sort of trendy pick to shoot up the ladder. A lot of people have got them in their eights to the point now where I don't know if you can call them smokies anymore because so many people are predicting that the Bulldogs going to charge up the ladder. Neil, you've made a couple of good signings. Um, are you tempering expectations for this year or is it full steam ahead? Dogs of war. It's 04 again. We're back. I'm sick of saying, oh, next year, I'm sick of saying we're building. I reckon we're, I reckon we're sneaking to the eight. I think I think we're good. I think the pack is good enough. The backs are good enough. The Haas will be sweet. The coach is great. So that's it. Tick, 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 I think. Of all those things that you said were great. That's all from the rookies today. Neil's. That's it. So of all those things that you said were great, which is the least great? Oh, mate. They're all like again. Nick's been quoted saying they're like his children. I feel the same. Now we'll, we'll see if, if Flanagan can fit, start the way the way he finished last year. We'll look alright. Matt Burns only gonna get better. You know, dad to beast. That's that's good. Um, and I think the forwards will be the strongest. So yeah, the Haas are obviously the you know, everyone's saying. Do we have a seven? But I think if Kyle works well with Reed Marnie leading the way out of dummy half, life's mm. gonna be good. I think it'll be sweet. Trial form is shit form. Everybody knows this. Correct. But, but in that first trial that Canterbury played, I think you could see the difference that Reid Barney's really going to make. And like Jeremy Marshall King had a good season last year, but Marnie was really, really leading them around the park. His service was excellent. His kicking game was great. I thought you could tell the difference that he made with Neil's close personal friend, Kyle Flanagan. Of course. And as long as they get... I think serviceable play from Flanagan, they should be okay. They should be okay because like, like I, I agree. I think Burton will be much better. He was really good last year, but I think he'll be better again, getting a full season at 5'8". You have Marnie taking off a bit of the, the playmaking uh, responsibility. So all you need Flanagan to do is to facilitate the guys around him, and he can do that. He's been doing that for years, and that's that's uh, that's something that he sees as actually his real strength. All he's got to do is dish it out to Billy Army Kickout or Tavita Pangai Jr., or you know whoever whoever else might be out there. So I I'm really high on Canterbury. 
I'm really high on Canterbury. And I, I, I know that this is all stupid anecdotal evidence and all that sort of thing, but when you go out and you talk to the guys, there does seem to be something just a little bit different. Like there's a different vibe around the place. I don't know if I'd say an 04 vibe, but maybe oh, like a, wow. but maybe maybe like a maybe like a 1998 vibe, you know? Something yeah, like I that. Agree. Like something a little a, bit more esoteric, energy. like a bit of a bit of a Craig Polamounter situation. Mm. Bit of a okay. bit of a bit of a bit of a Corey Hughes type spirit. The Tony Grimaldi before he went to England. Okay. Yeah, man. Like, you know, the, the, the people's Grimaldi before before he, you know, cut off his hair and went all mainstream. So yeah. I really like him. I think they've turned a corner and I think they really need to too, because this is this current run they're on now. They've missed the finals the last six years. That's their longest time out of the finals since like the early 1960s. This is not a club that is generally this unsuccessful for this long. So I think it's all going to turn this year and uh, not a moment too soon either. Yeah. I think we felt this all, you know, there was a vibe, there was something happening at Billmore last year and, there was, but I think everyone was thinking, okay, we'll start this year and see what happens. And obviously, Baz going and a few guys coming and going, you know, wasn't exactly what we wanted. But, you know, everyone knew that this was going to be the one. So I think it's going to have to happen. I agree with you, Campo, that, you know, it's it's a long way from our best. And a good Canterbury is good for the comp. It's like a good Eels, like a good South, all that kind of gear. And Belmore's is going to go off its head. I think they're, they're expecting big numbers at the trial at Belmore this weekend. So... Um, you know, it's a good sign. I think there's people going to training now, which didn't happen for years. So they're just turning up at Belmore Oval, which is nice. So, um, yeah, and, it, you know, it just keeps people off the streets and in, in, in the grounds, which I think we like. It's good for the community out in Southwest. The family just, club. You know, yeah, just, just looking after the kids, you know, yeah. looking after the kids, giving them something to dream about, something to aspire to. What, yeah, I, really like like, goals, you know? what I really like about this roster can everybody's putting together is like, you know, Marnie's really good. Everybody knows that. Viliami Kikau is going to be really good. I think everybody knows that too. But even like the lesser name signings that they've made, I really like. Like Ryan Sutton, I think, is a starting NRL caliber front rower. Canberra just didn't have a place for him to start because they had Lee and Tarpanay. Like he's a great person to have in to have in your rotation. New Brown, after I'm pretty sure he came off the couch and was playing reserve grade last year. And now like he had a, he had a great year for the Tigers. Really good ball play through the middle of the field. Neil, you're having dreams about him. You were telling us just before the show started off. Do you want to sort of run us through that a little bit? Yeah. Genuinely had a dream last night that I mean, it's not. It doesn't spell good news for New Brown. And um, no, I'm really fond of New Brown. What he brings, I think he's happy to roll to have a bit of role as at nine or at lock. That's where he sees himself going, which is great. We actually um, shot a bit of a thing with him last year and got to know him a fair bit. And um, yeah, he's really come back from you know all those injuries and. I mean, he's got a new one to deal with, though, because as I just before I worked this morning, one of those little fever dreams happened. And right at the end of the dream, there's a guy in Bulldogs gear on crutches, but he was out without his left hand. It was New Brown. So I don't know why he had crutches on, but he just had a missing hand. It was just a little nub. So I asked him what happened, and it was a long story, pretty boring for this podcast, but he had some infection and basically lost his hand. He told me just before I woke up that he's gone for 600 months. So it seems like a long way, long road back for New Brown, but... Uh, new, if you're listening to Boom Rookies, good luck, mate. Um, and obviously, he's not named for the trial this weekend, so um, it could be something in that. The, the medical, the medical team at Belmore are hard at work regrowing his hand, and hope to have him on the field for round one. If anyone can do it, it can be Ogre and Mace and and Roy Satasi. They can help out out there to get the hand back. I think. Glad you brought them up because yeah. they're back around the club this off season, and every Canterbury player that you speak to, and you say, "What's different? What feels what?" 
what feels like things could could change around here. Every single one of them says, well, you know, the legends are here. Shrek's here, Mace is here, Bobcat's here. And, you know, it's it's like they're 12 years old again. As someone who holds the 04 dogs on quite the pedestal, how stoked are you to hear that the boys are well and truly back in town? It's great. And it's great that they're all willing to go back and they've been really wanting to get there, you know, especially since Gus has come back. And, you know, I've, I've had a bit to do with Mace since he's come back there and spoken to him a couple of times and he's loving it. And I think it's just instilling that, that old school vibe that was probably lost with different um, different ball people, different coaches. But, you know, when we were growing up, that was it was all about those guys. And you heard the stories about how hard it was to make it and all the training. And I think that's what Mace and these guys are just bringing back of going, okay, this is what it actually means to be in the blue and white. And that's um that's a good thing. Yeah, it was starting to creep back last year, but now, you know, the guys like Willie Tonga's coming back as well and Shifty's been around, you know, the um Huge. the twenty restart king. So guys like that, you know, hopefully the kids know who these guys are. Like that's our generation, you know, as old men in our thirties now. But, you know, hopefully they can kind of look up at these guys and go, Oh, hold on. There was something that was built there for so many years. Yeah, there was only one premiership, but that was dominant force for so many years. So hopefully that's, you know, just those values come back and, you know, people understand what it means to be a first grader there. So, oh, mate, it's, uh yeah, look, if 04 me could look at what where we are now, us three dudes talking about this, talking about the old boys coming back, then, you know, I just wouldn't believe it. Just like New Brown not having a hand. I was saying, no, that didn't happen. Hmm. Yeah, we talk about the 2005 Tigers being the club that's most susceptible to just bringing the old boys back and seeing what happens. But the 04 Dogs have to be up there as well. I mean, we grew up in that area. That's a, that's a, that what that team did that year meant a lot to a lot of people out there, and it's something that's obviously not been replicated since. And it's still the team that's most dear to those people's hearts, even 20 years on. So I think just having anyone from that group around the, around the traps can only be a good thing. Um, but Neil, more importantly, have you been in the year of one Kyle Flanagan? If you really want to give them an 04 vibe about doing more optional restarts. Look, I, I saw Kyle briefly last week, but uh, two weeks ago. But as you know, on these shoots, it's all business. You're in and out. You've got a lot to do. Um, but, you know, he's he was stupid enough to, to give me his personal phone number. So, you know, I'll be sending a few highlights. I've actually, that's why I've been back in the office this week, clipping up some of Shifty's best. So, He's got a mixtape coming his way um, by week's end. I mean, Friday Arvo, just so as he gets his, gets his knockoff beers, he'll be watching a lot of Shifty just kicking and finding the touch. Um, and I just think, mate, it's still in the rule book, you know? Don't, no one don't does it. Possession. How, you know? how will you soundtrack this video? Will it be Remember the Name by Fort Minor or Here Comes the Boom by Nelly? Uh, I was actually thinking uh, P.O.D. Alive. Thank you. Oh, huge. Because hey, that's, that's how Shifty made me feel. This has been <laughs> this has been one of the most, I don't know if we've talked about it on here. This has been sort of one of the biggest points of contention between us for years now, Campo. You and Mitch on one side and me and Coleman on the other. The Here Comes the Boom song. Because there's two different Here Comes the Boom songs that are used for sports montages. And you two always think the Nelly song is the superior rugby league montage song. But the P.O.D. Boom song is clearly the better for rugby league highlight No, videos. no, it's because the Nelly one has the links to the, the 2005 classic The Longest Yards starring Adam Sandler as Paul Wrecking Crew. And, mate, it's like if, if, you talk, if, you talk, if you're talking 04, 05 vibes, you gotta ha- you got to go Nelly. You can't go with this. POD bullshit, whatever you're talking about, like whiny little dudes from Southern California with guitars. I don't want that, man. That doesn't fire me up to to go out and put some shots on in my under 12s match against the Man and Knights. You know what I mean? Well, but it's got to be. Look, I, I just had to go something fresh, but it's it is uh, Fort Minor. Remember the name? That was, I remember the well, that's, first. That's the obvious YouTube clip. I saw of Sunny Bill's highlights from like 05. 
was to that track. And look, it still slaps. It's still, I might actually use it for our round one opener. I don't Please know. do. Why not? Should, you know, I think there's no law against it. Um, yeah, no, we, we got the blanket uh, music rights law. So yes, it's actually okay. But um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That, and that's the soundtrack to our life. And I think anytime <laughs> dogs, I hope that's what's banging in the bell more now. Like none of this, I don't know what the kids are listening to now. I'm officially out of touch. But if I went in there, got a hold of the, those speakers, it would just be all of that. That's what we want. Some early days Eminem, you know, the Eminem show. Like, that's what we need, mate. None of this. I don't know what the kids are listening to, Campo. What is it? I don't know, mate. Like, TikTok. I, I, I got nothing. I'm not even on Spotify, man. What do you want from me? That is true. You are an Apple Music pervert. I'm an Apple Music guy, yeah. I like you changed pervert to guy. <laughs> Neil, you, like we've, we're doing a lot of talking and a lot of mucking around about like early 2000s and all that sort of thing. But I do think it's really important just to fire up the fan base a little bit mm. because, like, again, it has been a really rough couple of years and they haven't even really come close to playing finals since they've uh, sort of been on the outer. So I'm really excited to see just how crazy the Blue and White Army can get now that they've got a little bit more skin in the game and I actually think a big part of that is going to be is going to be Josh Reynolds I really like that he's come back I really like that they're giving him a chance because to me he's sort of the last link that they've got to not those 04 teams but those 2012 and those 2014 teams that made mm-hmm. the grand final he's kind of the last living link to that like a good example is someone like Jacob Keras, right Bulldogs fan his whole life grew up on the Belmore Hill absolutely loves it his favorite player growing up was was Josh Reynolds, you know what I mean? So for him, this is a living legend that's just walked back into the club. And, you know, I don't think anyone's ever doubted Reynolds' uh, emotion, emotion-based approach or the intensity with which he plays. But there's something about Canterbury that's really, really special to him. And when you hear him speak about it, it is genuinely moving. By the time this comes out, I'll have had a story out for probably about a week or so. And it'll be about how Canterbury are trying to bring it all back home. And they're trying to sort of bring back this this spirit, not in like a narky sort of dogs of war. Oh, remember how the eighties, how good they were kind of way, but something that's a lot more applicable to the young people in that, in that community and those great teams that we grew up, that we grew up watching. And I don't know, it's something that I think Seraldo's done a really good job instilling into the team, because when you ask all the guys, what's the thing that stood out about Seraldo? They all say, yeah, he's a really smart footy guy, but also he's really putting into us that we're representing this community. We're representing this area, you know? So they really are bringing it all back home. And that's what I really like to see because it does feel like they lost that for a little while through a lot of the changes that they had and a lot of the stuff they had going on. But um, I'm really excited to see how it goes this year for them. I I really can't stress to you how good I think it will be to have the dogs sort of in and amongst it again, because they do have a big fan base. Their fan base is is all fucking crazy. And it just adds so much color and, noise and vibrancy to the entire league so i am really pumped for this season i'm really excited to see where it goes i agree mate yeah the fact you mentioned josh there is that you know he's bridging that gap as i mentioned a lot of these young boys won't remember those 04 sides but that forgotten about eerie's your james grahams and morris's and josh reynolds and under des but they still had that that old dog in them of you know that old um bulldogs mentality which got lost along the way but yeah, again, it's it's like what Bunga and I talk about a lot. Like, we grew up in that area when it was pumping, when it was humming. You've got the old school fans and the new ones that come along, you know, causing trouble or whatever, but that's because they love what they did. They they were out there. We'd go out to, you know, the old showground and it would be pumping, you know, every Friday night. And that's what we want. That's what we're all about. And I think that, you know, the vibe I got when I saw the boys the other week is that they, they're feeling it as well. You know, it's all coming. 
Um, Jacob Graz, I love. Um, I just love speaking a bit of Arabic to the boys that come through. You know, just you know, he's a brother boy. You know, it's it's good to see, mate. You know, and yeah, I'm I'm with you, Kimbo. I think it's uh it's all up and it's it's all on. I think we um I think we can expect a good one. And now, Belmore round three is going to be a ripper. Tigers at Belmore round three on a Sunday, Arvo. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, and mate, that's that's where you want to be. Like I went out the Belmore game last year when they played the Dragons. Not a great game on the dog side of things, but everyone still turned out, mate. And that's that's what it's going to be at least early on in the season. So if they can get a couple of early wins, you know, hold a bit of form, and you know, scrape home some at the back end, there's no reason why they can't be in the eight and and have everyone behind and the drums drums included and dancers and and everything we love about the, the Southwest culture. Obviously, there's a lot of chat about the new arrivals and the guys that you signed last year, but who's someone that's going to be coming into the team this year, Neil, that people might not know as much about, like we talked a little bit about Jake and Karaz, but is there anybody else that's fits that mold of young gun? That's going to be sort of making an impact on the team in 2023. Yeah. And I quote a lot of people I talk to because my opinion means nothing. Jacob Preston. So I was chatting to Ray for Talamarino is obviously club captain. Now he's back and he's a great story in himself. Um, he was saying that they think Preston's going to, Forces weight on the bench this year, and um, and he's he's this really hard running um, edge back rower. Runs that line that you know he came through the Rooster system there, so they've actually let one go, which doesn't often happen. So they're saying that he's he's the one to watch, the new danger man. So yeah, if he can come through, you know it'll be hard with kick going that left edge and um, probably Ray on the right and Sutton in the middle. But if he finds some time coming off the bench, I think he's one. He's only twenty one. Um, he's had a pretty good junior rep career, so I think uh, he's the one to watch. On that in there, and um, obviously there's that um, Paul Alamotti as well, junior, Perry Colts junior, I think. So local boy, and um, he's been in the system for a while. They think he might get a start at centre as well, and he's um, seems to look the goods for a young fella. I think he's only 19 or so. Trial form is is shit form. I'll be saying it all preseason, but they shouldn't be on TV, Campo. <laughs> they shouldn't be on TV. They should be on terrible internet streams. <laughs> where you can barely see the guy's numbers. That that like that. Those are the trials I grew up with. With one camera, one camera. It was a simpler time. So there's a corner of the field where if the ball gets spread down there, you can't see it. That's you right. Don't know I what want, happened. I want the commentators to just be absolutely terrible, not know all the players' names. This preseason challenge what, stuff, I'll never get around. Bungard and yourself calling the game, mate. Get us a start. Get us a start. I'll get all the players' names wrong. I'll take us all the way back home. But I did watch that Bulldogs Raiders trial and I was really impressed with Jacob Preston. I hadn't heard of him before Saturday, mm. but like I think the best way to describe him is like bullocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just seems really raw bone, really rips in. I was really impressed. And in all sort of the ups and downs that Canterbury's had over the last couple of seasons, they have sort of shown a bit of an eye for finding young forwards and getting a little bit out of them. Like I think it's someone like Max King who – had sort of been through the storm, yeah. been through the Titans, had been okay. And then sort of like last year at Canterbury, he was fantastic, putting up huge numbers in the middle of the field, like really became a, a real underrated player for him. You know, Ray Fatala Mariner, who you, who you talked about before, he's been around there a long time now. He, I think he's um, the equal longest serving player at the club or maybe even the longest serving, but he came back from some pretty serious injuries last year and played some good footy in the middle and on the edge. I really like this Jackson to pine that they got down in reserve grade. He's been putting up great numbers down there and even signing someone like Andrew Davey from, um, from Manly. Like he's a, he's a skillful second rower. There's just a lot, a lot to, a lot to like in that pack, but 
The guy I'm really keen to see, because I kind of think that it's got to put up or shut up mode, and we're about to really see what he's made of. And if the great player we know he can be will ever come out, is in, in Tavita Pangai Jr. He's the mm. one that I've really got my eye on this year. He's moving back to prop, which I kind of like. But, Neil, what are you expecting? Because if there was one guy who I would want Willie Mason advising him on what to do on the field, it would be Tavita Pangai Jr. On the field only. On the field only. Off the field <laughs> Off the field, keep talking to Sonny, keep taking advice off him. But between the white lines, I want I want Willie Mason's word, sage words of wisdom running through Tavita's ears. It's like the devil and the angel on each shoulder, right? You want Sonny there, you know, do this. But, you know, a little bit of footy chat from Sonny. Well, he, again, the chat with him preseason, he idolises Sonny. The fact that Sonny came through yeah. the other day, he couldn't believe it. And he spoke to him at length about things. So that can only help the kid. And Willie spent a lot of time in there. I think that was a big part of Willie going there was to try and get this kid straight. Obviously, didn't have the best year on the field last year, but it seems like he's cleaned himself up and and just wants it. And if that's what if that's what Willie or anyone's getting out of it to make these kids want it, um, yeah, that's that's what we're feeling. So if he can just keep it simple, you know, straight up and down in the middle, I think that's yeah. There's you know articles coming out about that's what Serrata's got him doing. But yeah, I mean, we all remember what he did at Brizzy. You know, even in the middle, we had a couple of games where he took on Tamalolo that made him famous. You know what I mean? And and that's where you think, okay, bring that back. Where's that? But fortunately, you only see glimpses. So, look, fingers crossed he can do it consistently. I don't think he needs to be 10 out of 10 every week. But if he can keep, you know, bringing it forward and, and hitting hard in defence and, and setting the tone, then that's all we really want from him because I think it's pretty well-rounded pack now. You know, with yeah. Max King and Kikau and Ray and Sutton, you know, couple of season guys there now i think he just needs to play a role he doesn't need to do anything too crazy um and i think that's probably the best thing for him yeah i'd agree i'd agree he's 27 now as well like if it's Mm. if it's ever going to happen like now's the time like let's go let's see it like no one's ever doubted his ability no one's ever doubted his aggression but like at some point you are what your record says you are Mm. and right now his record says that he's a very talented player who's underachieved you're saying something so give me something. Give me something. You know what I want from him? Remember when Marco Mealy ran over Bryce Gibbs early in 06? I watched it just like, last night, mate. <laughs> you you, yeah, you watch, it, you watch it every night, don't you, to help you drift off to your Fa'amanu Brown dreams, don't you? That calms me down. Yeah. You know, and, and seeing the transcript, which, which you boys know about from the old course. game, about what was said on the on ground, written out in text, um, which we can't repeat on the pod, I don't think. Is this, we cannot. Okay, great. That that's what really gets me fired up, and I'm happy that there's people like that back at the club. Yeah. That's so just get good. just get Marco Mealy teaching him the finer points of like running the fuck over somebody. You mean and, knocking someone out when you're carrying the ball? Because that's what we're about. And it'll all be okay. It'll all be okay. We'll bring it all home. <laughs> Who is the most 04 player in the current team, Neil? Oh fuck, that's a good question. I mean, the easiest is Josh Reynolds. But... Car's got a bit about him. Too flashy. I know he's not the tough man, but like he's got the most charisma I've, I've ever seen on a footy field. Um, buying Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I think Reynolds is the easy answer. He could have played in yeah. that era. Uh, well, it's just a different game now. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know what I mean? What's happened? There's no I can't believe this. Anymore. I think it's. I There's think no headgears anymore. I think no, it is to be the I think yeah, it's to be the Tavita's got that. The like the, the eyes might go sideways a little bit. Like I think you gotta have, you gotta have a bit of edge to be a 2004 man. Just like that kettle simmering on the stove, about to burst at all times. That was the entire dog's pack. And even Adam Perry and Corey Hughes, like you just knew they could flip their lid at any point. 
And I think that's Tavita. Like you just, you know, and I think hopefully you got someone on the sideline just kind of, you know, doing the little um, um, crocodile Dundee, like when he's taming the ball. Like you just, <laughs> if you just kind of flip the switch and just let him go, I think that's what we need. We need a little raging bull about him. What if, just, what uh, if, actually fire up. What if Paul Hogan got amnesty for those tax troubles that he's been in for 20 years, came back to Australia as, as the Pangai Whisperer? Yeah, look, that's we could we could deal with in that. full Mick Dundee uh, gear, like just really going for it. Just, yeah, just, like that's not a knife type gear, and then, yeah. but I mean, on banks down, he would actually have a bigger knife. Than There's like a sixty percent <laughs> chance Tavita Pango Junior has no idea what Crocodile Dundee is. Oh, 60, I'm going more I'm going, than that, mate. I'm going, I'm going ninety-five. Yeah, hundred percent. Good. Doesn't strike me as a film buff, and even if he did, I don't think um, groundbreaking I don't Australian, Australian cinema from nineteen eighty. I don't think that's his game. Yeah, I don't think so. The he one, have, yeah, the one roster spot that I'm a little bit uncertain on is fullback. Because I think you're talking about Hayes Perham getting the start there to begin the season. Mm. Um, he had a good little run uh, at All-Stars. He looked he all did. Right. He did. I haven't seen a heap of him apart from when he's played in first grade, and that's mainly been on the wing. He can yeah. certainly move. I'll give him that, and he can sort of beat defenders in the... I don't know how he'll go as a passer, though. And I think it's a bit stiff on Jake Avarillo because I thought he had a really good half-season at fullback Last year, not doing anything overly sort of flash, but kind of just backing up through the middle, chasing a lot of kicks. I really liked his effort and his energy. And he is someone who can pull off a big play here and there. Like yeah. in that win over Parramatta last year when he did the old Darius Boyd, the, the props in space, and he takes, to takes Darius the intercept, Boyd, goes mate. all the way. That's the mate. I had to. Had to it. Darius Boyd taking his head against the dog. No, but you took, but no, but you took back the power when Jake Averillo did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, so you, you've you got, you got that revenge. History. That's it. it. Didn't happen now. Well, it's a race it's now because now it's a Jake Avarillo play, not a Darius. Nah, Boyd I, play. I love Jake Avarillo, the George's Hall boy. You know, if anyone knows that part of the world. Um, and I think he was great when he just could play freely. You know, under Mick Potter, I think he found his feet. Yeah, so it's harsh, but I mean, that's that's forty, isn't it, Nick? You know, but that's life. Graham seemed a good kid. Met him the other week. He good energy. You know, um, you know, I'm sure he. He won't get lost out there. You know what I mean? He's loud. He's got a big personality, um, which I think will help him out there as well at the back. So, but again, you know, ball playing, you can play all different styles. You know, you look at Penrith, they don't have a ball playing fullback. Mm. So if he's a runner, that could work. You know what I mean? When you've got boys around him. Um, so hopefully, you know, they, they chip away at that and, and make it work. And uh, I mean, just read Marnie. To Matt Burton to kick it to number five, Josh Car. I mean, you'll win by 30. It's That's the game plan. I don't know why we're even talking. I did love last year when Matt Burton figured out, you know what, I can kick it further than everyone else and Josh can <laughs> run faster than everyone else. So if we just do this all the time, things will work out. And they did it all the time and it worked out, you know. I actually was really impressed about, about that with Adokar last year, like, he was going from a team that scored all of the tries to a team that scored none of the tries, mm. but he still found a way to impact the game all the time. I thought mm. I thought last year was a real big step forward for him as a footballer, um, and I'm really keen to see what he can do this year in a team that's a bit more got a bit more attacking, a bit more attacking upside. And if we just get like one length of the field try from him in front of the Belmore Hill, then oh man, I'll make that a screensaver. Right. That's yeah, the good stuff. They'll, they'll, they'll chase the field like Barney Franklin just scored a 1,000. That, that's what it will be. It'll be a joyful riot, though. It'll be a happy riot. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, and that's and that, you're right about it, Akar. That's why I love him. That he gets himself involved and he was forced to in a team that was struggling. 
but you know, you know he's out there. You know, he makes his presence felt. And um, yeah, I know. I mean, he's going to be talked about that. But that Matt Burton bomb, I can't wait till that gets going. I think he's got turbo first up in round one. So good, good luck, Tommy. Tommy. You know. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw those Burton kicks in person was when the Bulldogs played Brisbane last year, and the three of us were at the game with a couple of other guys. And like you hear that, you know, Matt Burton's got a big boot and all that. But when you see him, when you see him. In person, you're like, how the fuck does anyone not catch these? How does anyone get near them? And I know no one ever shuts up about the kicks when they're on commentary and all that sort of thing. But when you see them, when you see them happen with your own eyes in front of you, it's like, I don't know. I imagine that's what it's like seeing, you know, the pyramids or the Sphinx or the Great Wall of China or something. Like, this is one of the oh, wonders of the world. All, that's, that's spot on. Well, I was there the live when in Perth when he did the famous one that, yeah, our camera's caught and, and it's following in the air. And everyone said it went higher than the stadium. If you were there live, I know it got out of yeah, our camera, even our widest camera couldn't cover it. The the height on that and the fact that it was up there for so long, it genuinely felt like it was out of the stadium. Like that was live at, you know, corporate box level. Sorry, boys. But you could just you just lost it. It was unbelievable. So yeah, he's um he'll be good, you know, and obviously he's he can run the ball too. So everyone's worried about his kicking game. He, you know, he'll burn them off that left foot. So life, uh, life's gonna be pretty good in uh, in Belmore, boys. I'm not, I'm just not backing down on that either. Yeah, I, I think it'll be better. Um, still, be positive, Matt. Better is by definition positive. Um, the big concerns for me still over the one and the seven. I like what they've done with the players they've signed. Still think the forward pack needs one or two more guys. I got them tenth. Um, I am a little bit higher on them than you are, as people may have guessed from the fawning sort of praise I've given them through this show. We haven't talked much about Cam Serraldo yet. Um, I do think he's going to be a success. It's always hard to tell when guys who are assistants at really good clubs take up a gig elsewhere. But um, I think it's, I don't know, he just sort of strikes me as one of those ones who's going to make it. He coached Penrith in first grade a little bit a few years ago. They were pretty good when he was when he was in charge. So I think they're going to be a success, and I think they're going to make the eight. I've got them sneaking in in eighth spot. Hey, Camper, I've got a story. So I love your stories, Neil. I don't, no, I don't like doing this much, mate, because you know, I keep working life prep separate. It's all good. But I was chatting to Cam Serrato about, you know, just chewing, chewing his ear off while we are doing the shoots, and he's a pretty straight-up guy. You know what I mean? He's, he's pretty – pretty straight and I think that's what people like there's no bullshit about him and um I was talking about you know the dogs of war style and we did a little piece last year with Mace actually and he was really good on camera and I sent that to Uncle Gus right and he then apparently played it to the boys before Good Friday they got they got pumped but that's fine it's not about that and then I mentioned that the camps around he's oh yeah yeah Gus sent me that piece when he was trying to get me over the dogs he sent me at about midnight and I was just fired up and I couldn't sleep and I signed like that week so I'm not obviously not taking any credit, but I actually signed Cameron Sorrell. So <laughs> it's it's pretty good news. Mate, you played um, your part. You played the your boys, part. The boys back home, they, they loved it. The WhatsApp, they got at least one thumbs up from the group chat. So, you know, that's that's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm done now. I could just... That's it. You can hang on. Well, mate, I tell you, you've really lived the Adam Perry spirit on that one. Um, not a fat, not fashionable player by any means, but you did your job, you know, so... When the Bulldogs win the comp next year and keep that, you know, lose the grand final 74, win at 84, lose at 94, win at 04, lose at 2014, 
when they win in 2024 and bring it to a half century, your job will be done. You will have played your part, my friend. And that's that's all you can ask for, you know. Um, but yeah, Adam Perry was the nickname in high school, Nick. So you just was it actually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Oh, name. that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Anyway. The Junie Diesel, Adam Perry. Where you got him on your ladder, Neil? Sorry, I actually didn't hear what you said. So that, Where that, you got him on your ladder, mate? That pause wasn't for dramatic effect. It felt, dra- um, it I've got felt a, dramatic. I've got, him, <laughs> I've got him thinking into seventh because everybody else is everybody else is saying eighth. So we're getting on seventh on points differential. Okay. That's very brave of you. I don't think it's brave enough. How how oh. how dare how dare we be positive about teams in the preseason? I said it was Darius. brave. Well, okay. Now, well, the tough thing is, and we always know, okay, if they slip in, who falls out? And that's that's the that's the thing. hardest thing for me, dude. Is like I'm so good. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of teams. I think. I mean, I've picked Parramatta to fall back a little bit. Um, that hasn't come out yet, but it'll be out before this was. Yeah, that's the main reason why I do think the dogs will be a lot better. But I look at the teams that were good last year that made the eight last year, and it's like. I don't see a ton of regression there, which yeah. is the issue. Yeah, I agree. I, um, yeah, I think I've got, I think I've got 13 teams in my top eight right now. Mm. That's good math. That works, mate. That's fine. Oh, mate. Well, if you can't be positive now, when can you be? Like The season could be long and miserable. We may as well dream while we can. Dream big, win big. All right. Uh, Neil, anything to promote before we get out of here? No, no. We're, um, we're happy, mate. Um. Well, yeah, I've, t- I've told you my, my my story. I'm out. I'm that's true. <laughs> well, if you're if you're happy, we're happy. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll... And what's um what's your weirdest uh, rugby league dream? My weirdest one is I had a dream once that Dean Hallitow won the Dallium not once but twice and back to back as well. And like, frankly, I think there's still time. I think there's still time. How old's Dean? Like late thirties. Late thirties, he still if, looks in good nick, actually. Probably is. If the dogs ABC, need a, yeah. yeah, if the dogs need a hook or lock, you know, say New Brown doesn't well, recover the, from that missing hand gone. in time, and they need someone to come in and just do a job off the bench, you know, maybe it can still happen for Dean the way the way I dreamed it for him. You want to talk about dogs of war, mate? He was there. He was there in that. Yeah, he was. He was at that Bryce Gibbs game when Bryce Gibbs not knocked out. And he sure, was. sure he, like, he, he was on the wrong side of it there. though. Would you like Dean Hallett's our dogs legend or dogs hero? Well, he, I think he's a legend if he plays in the grand final in 2012, but he was 18th man, so he's relegated down to hero. I think. Okay, fair enough. I, Dean, if you're out there, you're a dog's legend to me. Wow. He's, Promoted him. Yeah, I really have. Well, he's, cool. he's a two-time Dahlia middle winner too. So <laughs> that's, that's future future two-time Dahlia middle. I'm going to guess 11, 12. What, for the dogs? 10 to 13? No, 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 but he's, yeah, like the years he got Oh, the years he won the Dahlia. Was he a tiger or was he a dog? I, I, I remember it as being a dog, but wouldn't it be something if like one was as a dog and then one was a tiger? Consecutive yeah, like years really as well. Tiger. At different clubs. Like that'd really be sticking it up the uh the Belmore brass if he went back to Concord and just made it happen again. Would be. Hey Benji and Sheenzy are there. They were there in 05, mate. So Dean Hallettow could be playing 14 for the Tigs, mate. You never know. Yep, he could be. He could be. All right. Neil, say goodbye. Bye all. Say goodbye, Cambo. If you or anyone you know has dreams about New Brown, please seek psychiatric help. Yeah, and it's goodbye from me.